Welcome to the Inspired for Action podcast. I'm Amanda Genther, and I'm here to share inspiring stories of online entrepreneurs who are killing it in their business and having fun at the same time. I want to prove that there's no one right way to market your business and sell your offers online. There's only the way that feels good for you and that works for your audience. I'll be getting down and dirty with my fellow online entrepreneurs to share step-by-step stories on how they created, launched, and sold their offers online. It's time to step out of fear and into action. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Inspired for Action podcast. I am so excited today. I have Haley Luckadoo on the podcast today. Haley, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes. Hi. So I'm Haley Luckadoo. I am a serial entrepreneur and motivational speaker, uh, and I dabble in just a bunch of different things. I got started as a wedding planner and just stopped doing that about a year ago. I ran that business for six years. And in my third year of business, I started a virtual assistant company that has now over the years transitioned into uh, a really small digital marketing company, which is kind of my main gig. And then, you know, since then I have launched a coaching program and really gotten into business coaching and mostly work with uh, female entrepreneurs who are feeling like stuck in their business and really trying to find a way to move forward and, and scale and uh, started motivational speaking, which was really just my biggest passion and launched a couple podcasts and courses. And it's just, it's been a, a crazy ride, but um, been so much fun. And I kind of got into being an entrepreneur in a really weird way, but it's kind of a, a long, crazy story. And it's been great. I, I love getting to work for myself. I love getting to, you know, make an impact and make a difference in the lives of other entrepreneurs and the lives of women. And it's just not the life I anticipated for myself, but very much a life I enjoy. Yeah, kind of fell into it. And it's so funny when you said that you started as a wedding planner. I used to joke around when I got married that that is the one job I would never, ever want to have ever again. (laughs) I pray I never have to get married again because I am not doing this again. (laughs) It's a very hard... I don't think people realize how demanding and difficult it actually is. You know, it's it's very stressful. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. So, okay, so you got started as a wedding planner. And then how did you kind of make that shift to what you're doing now? Yeah. So, oh gosh. Uh, so it's, it's, it was just a really crazy ride, honestly. Uh, so I, when, I, when I say I got into entrepreneurship in a weird way, uh, I won't dive into the details too much because it's such a long story. But basically, I was actually about to go into my last year of college and was dating this guy. There's always a guy, right? And we had been together for about six years. We were supposed to get married. We were one month out from the wedding, literally about to go into our last year of school. I was majoring in criminal justice, all these things. And basically, he decided he didn't want to get married one month before the wedding and just up and left. And in that same week, I found out that my financial aid for school had gotten cut and I I couldn't afford to do my last year of school. So I was just in this place where... I was upset. I was confused. I was hurt. I was angry. I was all these emotions and just had to do something to pay the bills and keep the lights on and could not stand the thought of going to get another retail job or waiting tables or, you know, those things that college kids normally do. And so the only skill I felt like I had was I had just planned a wedding. And so that sort of launched my wedding planning career. I never really intended 
for it to be a business, but it just went so well. But over those first three years of running that company, I really found that I loved the weddings. They were great, but I really loved running a business. That was the part I really enjoyed. I loved the marketing. I loved the social media. I loved all of those aspects of it. And so about three years in, I was looking and I was saying, okay, I really would like to bring in some more income, but I don't want to take on more weddings. So, you know, what can I do to kind of make that happen? Uh, and I was toying with like, you know, resources for brides and, and couples and things like that. And ultimately just ended up uh, helping some fellow wedding professionals with their social media and their marketing and the back end of their business and just fell in love with being able to do that type of work. And all of them said, I was very good at it. They're like, you should make this a business. I went to my husband. I said, I think I'm going to start a second business. And he was like, okay, uh, I don't know how that's going to work. You never, you know, you didn't mean to launch this business. I don't know how you're going to run a second one. You have no time. We don't have the money for this. But sure, by all means, please launch a second business. <laughs> Let me know what your plan is. And I said, I have no plan. I have no idea. But I didn't plan on launching the first business and it's going so well. So why not? And so I just, I sort of started with nothing in that, that second company and just mostly worked off of referrals and, you know, added services and drop services that I found that I didn't enjoy doing and, and just sort of kept transitioning it over and over and over again through the years. And so now three years later, here we are, it's a digital marketing company. It's very focused on helping entrepreneurs build their online presence. That's our main focus. My husband now works in that business part-time. Uh, and it's just, you know, led me to all these other things. I enjoyed working with other people so much that I was like, well, maybe I'll try out business coaching. And so sort of launched this really small beta program and uh, that just led into things. And then I enjoyed that so much that I wanted to connect with other women. So I started a podcast and loved speaking on the podcast so much. I started motivational speaking. So it was just this ripple effect of all of these things that I now do. Uh, and it just kind of started from me saying, hey, I'm just going to try this thing and see if it worked. Yeah. And I think that's so interesting. And I hear that from so many people, like people who are wanting to make some sort of pivot in their business. But there's a lot of fear that comes into play when you're trying to make that pivot. Because I feel like when you are in business doing one thing, your identity is almost like wrapped up in that thing that you're doing. Yeah. So what kind of advice would you give to people who they're maybe they're currently doing something, maybe they're a service provider providing some sort of service to their clients, but they know that they want to do something else. They want to do something more with their business, but they don't, they're like either scared or they don't know how to make that pivot to the next thing. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the biggest part of, of that fear of pivoting, you know, most of the time we know we want to do something else or we know we want to add something else, but it's just the fear of either how it will turn out or what other people will think. But either way, it's this fear that's kind of rooting us in what we're currently doing. And it's like you said, we get so stuck in the fact that our identity is wrapped up in this thing that we've been doing. And so I, I think it, first of all, there's a lot of mindset work that goes into letting go of the fact that that's not your identity. You know, you can have a passion for the thing that you're doing, but it doesn't make the thing that you're doing who you are. So yeah, I was a wedding planner, but wedding planning didn't define who I was as a person. It was my job title, but 
I had so many more passions outside of wedding planning. And when you really got down to the root of wedding planning, the passion was in business, not necessarily in the weddings, even though those were great. So I think you've got to kind of get to the root of, okay, why did I ever start doing the thing that I'm currently doing? And why do I want to transition to this other thing? Because if you know the answer to that, then you're already starting off on the right foot. Because I think a lot of times when it's that fear that we're worried about of how it's going to turn out, you can sort of not necessarily eliminate that fear, but kind of subdue it a little bit if you're really confident that this is the thing that you should be transitioning into. So if you're like me and you're a wedding planner and you know you want to start this like digital marketing company, but you have no idea how it's going to turn out, you've never done digital marketing. So looking back and saying, okay, why did I start out as a wedding planner? Okay, I was in a place where I needed to pay my bills. I didn't want to go back to a regular job because I really love the idea of working for myself. Okay, well, in a digital marketing company, I would still get to work for myself. It could really pay the bills even more so than the wedding planning company currently is. Okay, well, the downside is I've never done digital marketing, except I have. I've done it for myself. And I want to work with people who are in businesses like mine, who are creative business owners. They have very small teams or they're working by themselves. And so when you start to kind of do this process, you realize you have more skills than you think you do. And you realize that you have more experience than you think you do and that you're a little bit more prepared. And when you do that, I think you kind of, like I said, you don't eliminate that fear, but you just sort of tone it down and subdue it a little bit. And it makes you a little less afraid to take that step. And after that, I think it's just the process of making your brain feel safer by making a plan. So I did not have a plan going into my digital marketing company. I've never really had a plan necessarily with anything that I did, except that I had a plan for how I was going to try it. I had no idea how it was going to work out. I didn't plan out, okay, it's going to bring in this amount of revenue every month or anything like that. But I just had a plan that, okay, this is how much time I'm going to spend on it every day. And this is a great amount of time that will really, you know, I can truly dedicate some time to it. I can give it its best shot, but I'm still working in the other business. So I'm still confident that I have that income, that I'm working with these couples, that I'm... And so I think, You just have to have that backup plan. Okay, I'm going to spend this much time on it. And if it's going wrong, if it's not going the way that I'm hoping it will, I have this backup plan in place that I'm either still working on or that I can go back to or, you know, just this fallback plan. And when you give yourself those sort of safety nets, then you're more willing to jump. Then you're more willing to really put everything you have into it. And I think when you do that, most of the time, you'll end up with more success in the thing that you're transitioning into because you weren't so hesitant and afraid going into it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think that it's so important to have like that on ramp when you are starting to do something else. So rather than just like burning all of the bridges and starting something new. It is like it's it's very similar as to like someone who has a nine to five job and they're running their business as a side hustle, right? Absolutely. Most people don't just quit their nine to five before they're making money in their business or their side hustle or whatever they're doing. They build up some sort of a consistent revenue in their business before they put in their two weeks. So it's sim- it's similar. If you're already in business, you still have to give yourself that ramp up time to really build that consistency in the other business so that you can make that pivot. So for you, when did you 
know that it was time to let go of the wedding planning business? When was that like point where you were like, okay, it's time to cut those ties? Hey friend, I'm going to interrupt this episode really quick to ask you an important question. Are you prioritizing list building in your business? So hear me out. Instagram and Facebook are great tools for connecting with your audience, but those social media platforms are rented land, which is why it is so important to get your audience off of those platforms and onto your email list where you can reach them whenever you want. And I want to introduce you to my favorite email marketing software that allows you to build your email list and connect with your audience whenever you want. And it is ConvertKit. So I've been using ConvertKit since 2016 after hopping around from one platform to the next. And I feel like I finally found my home. The thing I love most about ConvertKit is that they truly do it all. They listen to their members and they've created such a powerful platform for creators and coaches to grow an audience and connect with their subscribers. From pre-built landing pages and thank you pages to full-on sales funnels, it's the central hub for all of your list building. Because I love ConvertKit so much, I've created a done-for-you visual automation, which is ConvertKit's fancy term for marketing funnel, basically, and I'm giving you access to it for free. So if you are just getting started and want a done-for-you funnel template that you can literally pop straight into your ConvertKit account, then listen up. This visual automation includes every step you need to start collecting emails and selling your offers. Inside the visual automation, you'll find a landing page to start collecting leads from a lead magnet that you're promoting, and then also a new subscriber welcome sequence that onboards and nurtures your new subscribers towards becoming customers. Everything is already done for you. The landing page, thank you page, and all of the emails. I tell you exactly what to include on your landing page and what to send in each of those emails. So to get access to this free visual automation, just go to amandagenther.com forward slash convert kit. That is C-O-N-V-E-R-T-K-I-T. And if you're not a current ConvertKit user, no worries. So they have a brand new free plan that allows you to build unlimited landing pages so that you can start growing your list without spending a single dime. So it's a great way to test the waters before diving all in. So whether you are a ConvertKit user or not, you can get access to this done-for-you visual automation. Again, all you have to do is go to amandagenther.com forward slash ConvertKit. All right, let's get back to the episode. So for you, when did you know that it was time to let go of the wedding planning business? When was that like point where you were like, okay, it's time to cut those ties? Yeah. So to be honest, about a year into doing the digital marketing company. So I was four years into wedding planning and I was very hesitant to let go of wedding planning because in my head, I really loved weddings. And that was sort of, you know, that was my baby. That was the business that got me started. That was, you know, my first love in in entrepreneurship. And I thought that I was so wrapped up in the weddings. And in reality, I was wrapped up in the business. You know, looking back now, I know that. But at the time, I was like, no, I can't let go of weddings. That can't be the thing. But I, I didn't have time anymore. The digital marketing company had taken off very, very well and very, very fast because I think it was something that was really needed, especially in the industry that I was doing it in. And in that time, I had also launched 
you know, that first business coaching program. And so the podcast and the, the motivational speaking hadn't come along yet, but I was kind of toying with those ideas. So I knew that I had other dreams I wanted to pursue. And I knew that I didn't have the time to do what I was currently pursuing, let alone pursue new things too. So I think when you get to that place where you're starting to feel more stressed than you are happy about the work that you're doing, and it's consistently stress, you know, you're going to have stressful days. There's no doubt about that. But when it's consistent stress all the time, because you feel like you just don't have enough time to get things done, you're just not happy doing something anymore, then I think it's time to evaluate, okay, what do I need to do now? And that's what I did. And so I started to evaluate and I held on really tightly. That's why it took me another like year and a half to really let go of the wedding planning company. But I I started evaluating, okay, something's got to give. What does it need to be? And, you know, I mapped out in my mind, okay, here's the goals that I know I really want to try. How much time are they going to take? And where can I make those time cuts in the current things that I'm doing? And the only thing that made sense was to cut the wedding planning company. I wasn't as passionate about it as I used to be because I had really found out that the passion lied in business, not in weddings. I started feeling, and this is, this is a terrible thing to say, but you know what? It's the truth. I started feeling every, like every couple was just a drain on my life. And nobody wants their wedding planner to feel that way. It's a big special day. That's, that's a horrible thing to think. So I knew that I was no longer benefiting them in the way that I should. And this business was not benefiting me anymore. It was great income. So that was really scary to let go of. But it was a matter of, okay, do I stick with this thing because it's great income? I, I started this business with the idea of getting to be my own boss and not have to work at a desk in a nine to five and feel chained to a job I don't want. So am I really going to chain myself to a job that I don't want because the money is good? Because let's face it, the money could have been better if I had gone and gotten some big fancy executive job and been chained to that. So it was the fact of being my own bit boss and, and getting to make my own rules and all of those things that I love so much. So the idea of doing something like that, that I wasn't passionate about anymore, just because the money was good, was really kind of stupid when I broke it down and thought about it. So for me, it was this very long drawn out process of just saying, okay, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. This is that gray area in the middle that I'm not sure about. So I've got to figure out the gray area and figure out what I'm going to do next. And the idea of the things I wanted to pursue were so much bigger, so much better, so much more important. I was so much more passionate about them than I was about wedding planning. And so that to me was just kind of a sign. It was like, okay, it's really time to let go of this thing. I love that. Yeah. And I, I sometimes think like, I feel like you, when you're making that pivot, it comes down to really like two things. One is the time, like you had said. And then the other one I know is like, once I make this much money in this other thing that I'm doing, then I know that I can do this, right? Because if you can make $1,000, if you can make $5,000, then you can make $50,000, you can make $100,000, right? But you have to have that time to be able to put into making that money and growing that business. And then when to see that potential, that other thing that you're doing deserves your full time and attention because you can't split your time and attention like that. Yeah. Between the two things, right? Because you're never going to see like the maximum potential of either of those things when you're doing that. Yeah. Love and that. I think you've got to decide what the goal is for you. Yeah. So for me, it wasn't money. For mm-hmm. me, money's great. I have nothing against money. I want all the money. But 
for me, it was, okay, this was the idea that I came into this business with. I love being my own boss. I love working from home, setting my own rules. And I love the idea that I get to do anything. That was the motivation for me. So I needed the freedom to try these new things. And sticking with that wedding planning business did not allow me that freedom. It took up too much time and it was too much of a constraint. So if you're listening, for you, the, the, the motivation may be money. The motivation may be, I want more time with my kids. The motivation may be something else. You've got to find what the motivation is for you. And then you've got to use that motivation as the ruler for, okay, what do I need to give up? What do I need to add? What do I need to put more time into or less time into? More money into, less money into? Do I need to quit this corporate job and go all in on this thing? Or should I start out as a side hustle and build it up like you were saying earlier? So you've got to really find... And you got to dig really deep and find what that motivation is for you. And everybody's is going to be totally different. But when you know what the motivation is and you know why you want to do the thing, it's a whole lot easier to map out the plan to do it. I love that. So for someone listening, like maybe someone that's listening right now is thinking, okay, like I'm, I'm in this business doing this thing, but there is definitely something inside of me that is like, okay, I think I want to do something else. I want to think, I think I want to do something more with than what I'm doing right now. However, that may look for them. What would you recommend that they do next? So find a way to test it out. This is not necessarily something I did, but it's something I wish I had done because I think it would have given me a little more structure in the beginning. And just made me a little less like crazy about trying to figure it all out, you know? So the digital marketing company took off very quickly. It took off very well. It was awesome. But it took off so quickly that I was unprepared for that level. And not that it was like ridiculously huge or anything like that, but it just became more than I could handle too quickly. And a lot of it was because I was offering services that I felt like I needed to offer, but not that I enjoyed doing, or not that I even necessarily had enough skills to be doing for someone else. I was marketing solely to wedding professionals because that's what I knew. So the second I had a fashion designer come up and say, hey, can you run my social media? I was like, absolutely. It's money and it's social media. What could go wrong? Fashion influencer, Social media, very different than wedding planner, social media. So a lot can go wrong. So give yourself the opportunity to test the waters, even if you really just swear up and down that you're going to love it. So whatever that looks like for you, maybe it's sort of kicking it off as a side hustle and just trying it out and saying, okay, I'm going to kick off this side hustle. I'm going to try it out for six months. I'm going to really just hustle work my butt off for the next six months doing my current job and this little side hustle. And I'm not trying to build it to a certain number or anything like that. I'm literally just going to see if I like it. Or maybe it's getting an internship with somebody else. Maybe you know somebody in this industry and you can say, hey, can I just shadow you for a little bit? Can I just kind of chat with you about the job? Like, And ask them, you know, people tend to talk to other people. They find their mentors or whatever, and they get to talk to them and they say, what do you love about the job? Why are you asking them what they love about the job? You'll find what you love about the job. Ask them what they hate about the job. Ask them what takes up the most time. Ask them what's the most frustrating. So find people that are doing something similar to the thing that you want to do and ask them, what are the things you hate? What are the things that make you the most frustrated? And especially ask them, what are the things you wish you knew when you started? 
Because those are the answers that are going to decide whether this is a thing that you need to pursue. Because if their biggest frustration is, well, you know, in order to really get this business off the ground, I really just had to burn myself out. I had to work 24-7 because that's what this type of business requires. I didn't get to spend time with my spouse or my kids or my friends. I lost most of my friends because I spent so much time on the business. It, it was a really big investment, blah, blah, blah. And you know that you're not willing to give those things up. You're not willing to spend less time with your kids or or put in $100,000 to get the business started. Or if you know you're not willing to do those things, then maybe that tells you this isn't for you. So find a way to get the answers that you want to test the waters, whether that's through asking somebody in the industry or finding a mentor, shadowing somebody, doing an internship, starting it off as a side hustle so you can kind of learn the ropes slowly and you know, whatever you've got to do, but give yourself the time and the grace to test it out. I'm all for going all in when you know something is the right thing. I'm all for putting the fear aside and not letting that be the thing that stops you. And I talk about those things a lot, but if you're really sitting around saying, okay, I want to make this very big life transition and I'm unsure of it, you can't be unsure. I'm all about jumping in and giving it everything you've got and going all in when you're sure. So get sure. And you get sure by testing it out. I love that. I just quoted you. I just wrote down a couple (laughs) of quotes to quote you because I thought that was amazing. Thank you so much. All right, Haley, that was awesome. And I hope that anybody listening right now who feels like there's something else that they want to do in their business, but right now maybe it is fear that's holding them back or the unknown or whatever it may be. I hope that this episode has inspired you to just, like you said, dip your toes into the water before you like dive all in, right? Dip your toe into the water and test it out and maybe bring on a client and try it and see if you like it before you go all in so that you know whether or not it's going to work. So I really appreciate you sharing all of that with us. Can you please tell everybody where they can find you online? Yes, absolutely. So pretty much everything I do is out on my website and it's HaleyLuckadoo.net. That's H-A-Y-L-E-Y. And I'm on pretty much every social media platform you can find, but I love Instagram and I'm most active over there. And I'm at Haley Luckadoo on every platform. So come find me. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you really quick for sticking around and listening all the way till the end. If you need them, we've got all the links for this episode in the show notes, which you can find over at amandagenther.com forward slash podcast. And if you really enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to subscribe to the show so that you get new episodes downloaded as soon as they come out. And if you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating or review. Your reviews tell iTunes that this is a podcast worth listening to, which can help me and my guests reach more people and in turn help more online businesses. So that's it for today. I'll be back soon with a brand new episode. But until then, it's time to get back to work and take some action.